Welcome to the Business Fun Size Podcast. A weekly discussion on a business topic to help you grow your business. With me, Bertie Cordingly. And me, Debbie Duda. Let's jump right in. There we go. Woo! We are live. Good morning. Good Come morning, on, Debbie Bertie. Duda. Morning, everybody listening. Um, we're talking about a great topic today uh, to do with business. What are we talking about, Bertie? Today, we're talking about getting to grips with finances. Finances. Do you know what? Finance, finances, accounting, money, like all of that stuff. It's so fucking boring, isn't it? Like no. It's such, a, it's such a boring. Yeah, but we're taught to believe it is, but actually it doesn't have to be. And we're going to make finances fun. That should have been the title today. <laughs> make Making finances, finances fun. fun. Um, yeah, it's not boring. It's not boring. Well... Making money is fun. Well, making money is Believing fun. Is yeah. fun. Like seeing how much money you're making is 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 great. Like putting, being able to create products and then counting out what you're. I don't know. I, I think I think it's good. I like it. I think it's fun. And I think that oftentimes you're right. We're told that finances aren't fun. Maths isn't the funnest subject in the GCSE curriculum, is it? Especially if you're not that good at maths and it's quite a hard subject like lots of people struggle with mass and so I think our fear of numbers probably starts from that point and also there's a whole mindset stuff around money but if you can reframe it from boring to fun you can actually enjoy getting stuck in with it and having yep. a bit you know looking at the money that you're making um and thinking about you know that's the the that's the final point of how successful your business is, isn't it, really? It is. It is. So apologies if you're just joining on LinkedIn. The stream didn't start, and we've had to start the stream again. So that's why I was a little bit distracted there, dude. I was doing some technically technical wizardry in the background. I could see. I could see. So just carried on talking. And now, and now we are officially live on LinkedIn again. So apologies if you just joined us. Today we're talking about finances, and Debbie was just monologuing about some stuff. I was saying I hated it. <laughs> Debbie was saying that she uh, loved finances and uh, do you just want to repeat it again very quickly? We'll just summarize. Yeah, yeah. I just think that maths is hard for a lot of people. Yeah. And so a lot of people grow up with a fear of numbers and there's also a lot of mindset stuff around money and earning money and whether we're good enough for money and all of this kind of thing. So all of that combined when you start a business can mean that you find finances a bit fearful or they seem a bit dull or spreadsheets are terrifying Absolutely. And so you can start pushing that stuff away but if you're running a business you need to know your figures you do and I think you made a really good point because I was I started by saying that you know finances are boring and things like that and you know like accountancy and that kind of thing it has a tip and bookkeeping it's it's on the the more boring end of things right you know typically but I think you raised a very good point in your monologue that I was listening to I, I caught 80% of it uh, and you said at a really good point, which was when you're making money, it's really good. And I think that's great. I think when you are making money and you're seeing all those numbers come in, that's when it does feel exciting because that those numbers are increasing. Yeah. I think where managing finances is super important, it's, I mean, it's super important when you're making money because there's lots of things to plan, save and put things away for. But it's equally important when you're not like just burying your head in your sand and not being on top of your numbers is yeah. a very, very slippery slope. 
So just because it, I think that's when it's it can be really depressing and hard work. And I've run a business that literally made, I mean, I've run lots of businesses that have made no money. But, you know, like thinking back to Fill My Belly Days, like the first two or three years of that was so fucking hard. Like there was no money coming in. And every single month it was sitting down and working out what had to be paid and where that money was coming from. And it was basically coming from an interest-free credit card that was then moving to another interest-free credit card. So the reason that we got away with that, though, is because no matter how dire it was, I was still on top of those numbers. I knew exactly what was coming out and exactly what was coming in and exactly what I could juggle about. So that's the I think that's the difference. So even if you're having a really shit time, if money's not coming in and we're just coming out over COVID, it's still no excuse just to think, oh, fuck it. I'll look at my accounts at my accounts later. You've got to be on top of it and you've got to be looking at it right now i know it's hard but that's the difficult part yeah i I think that's really true because in my first few years of business it was tricky as well and i wasn't earning a lot of money and thank god that you know i was having tax credits come in that topped up my income that essentially meant i could play around and test ideas for my business and and had this kind of you know like david cameron was my uh, husband really and paid my (laughs) and i'm like come on david what are we doing this month it was great um but I didn't pay attention to my finances. And at the end of that first year, when I totted it all up, I was like, oh, my God, I've hardly earned anything. And I spent probably more than I should have been spending because I wasn't keeping an eye on it. And that was such a lesson. So the next year, I got a good spreadsheet. I was putting the numbers in every month. What was I spending? What was I bringing in? What was the difference? What was the profit? And really getting on top of that. So I, I knew, okay, I can afford to invest in this because I've got this money coming in. Or actually, I need to look for more work I need to get out there and hustle a bit harder I need to go and make some more connections because I don't have that many you know that many clients or at the time it was kind of um managing uh, PR and social media for other people so you need to know at both ends of the spectrum what it is and one of the things that um the advice that got given to me by a fabulous lady called Cara Holland who wrote a great book how to draw a better business was just go and get a whiteboard from the range get colored pens and split that whiteboard up into 12 sections and then every month write in, out and profit, in, yeah. out and profit and have that on your wall. So you just, cause you can put it in a spreadsheet, but you close the spreadsheet, you're not looking at it and you don't really pay attention to it. If you've got something on your wall, that's like every month, what's in, what's out, what's the profit. You can see your business grow, develop over the year. You can see where the gaps are. You can see when you've had good months and then you're like, what did I do in that good month? How do I recreate that? Okay, this was not a good month. What was going on there? But just even squirreling it in a spreadsheet, I don't think is enough because you don't look at the spreadsheet daily and having a daily reminder of the success of your business means that you've got that in the back of your mind and it spurs you to do more stuff. Yes, it does. So yeah, so I, I'm in part agreement, part disagreement with you on there. So Ooh, with come the, on, oh, this never happens. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me what's going on, Bertie. So I agree. I I absolutely agree. You need to be on top of those numbers. And whatever those numbers are, they need to be clear and transparent. It just isn't always the revenue um, that I would say needs to be clear and uh, needs to be up there. So I would say look at the things that drive that revenue. So if you're if you're just focused on the revenue, you could be missing on other things. So do you need more referrals? Have Have you got a really good network within your business already and people aren't telling others so can you focus on that or do you just purely need more customers so it's all of that so they're the numbers that personally I would focus on revenue is always the result of that but yeah you know whether whether that's in a spreadsheet or as clear just don't hide from it the the more 
it's hard when those numbers are um, on where you want them to be. You know, I use like diet analogies a lot. I was talking about dieting last week. You know, if you're if you've got two stones to lose, sticking the picture of yourself being all like fat and stuff, which is like on my fridge, and having that big heavy number, it's depressing to look at. But it does the job. There's no hiding from it. I've got two stones to lose. It needs to be clear and transparent. I can either look at that number and be reminded of it, or I can just bury it and keep it in chocolate obnobs all day. It's <laughs> And it's the same with your business. Just yeah. knowing those numbers, it might not be the most inspiring thing, but it's it's going to get better and it will always get better if you focus on it and understand what it is that drives that. Um, so, yeah, that was the only point I wanted to uh, to add in there. And I think I think this idea of like getting to grips with finances, it's, it's pretty much business 101, isn't it? It's like it's like one of the basic things that we need to do as business owners. And you just got to do it. You've just got to do it. Like, you know, the people running Sainsbury's have a really clear idea of every single little bit of your business. You need to get that into what's the supply chain, how much you're paying for this, what's the profit bit and that, like how much it cost me to acquire that customer. Like you can really drill into it. And the more you know that stuff, the more profitable, the better your business is going to be. And you just can't run a business and not know the finances. So while no. you might not have started a business because you might have started a business because you love the thing that you do. If you want it to be a successful business, you have to become a business person. Yeah. And getting to grips with the finances is part of that becoming a business person. And so if you're not sure how to do it, like, I don't know, find a, an, an accountant or a coach or somebody who can take you through it and give you some really simple steps and strategies to be able to get on top of it. Because we've all got different tools that we use and, and things and um, Emma Torrance, who I run Blue Stockings with, she gave me a fantastic Excel spreadsheet at the beginning that had all the maths in it, you know, and I now share that with people who ask for it because you just put the numbers in and it goes boop and at the end of the year it goes, gives you, you know, the title, the totals. But there are tools that we can use to help us with this stuff. Um, but it is a must have. Can't yeah. run a business and not be on board with your finances. No, no, you can't. And I think another good thing that you've just made me think about there is just the right tools for your business. And I think there's two prongs to this. I think you need the right tools for the business. But first of all, you have to shift your mindset a little bit. So I'm just going to step into that one a second. Let's just say that you've been employed in the same corporate job for, for however long or or you've or that's how your family worked or whatever. You've always had this thing that you had this set amount of money coming in and whatever you spent on, Every single thing that you spent on was an expense. So it literally reduced the amount of money that uh, was going to be in your bank at the end of the month. So every time you bought something, it was just reducing that amount. A lot of people go into business with that mindset. So they don't buy things for their business that they need. For example, tools to grow their business or tools to save their time specifically or spending money on people like us to coach and mentor them. Or it, all of yeah. these sorts of things, if you're looking at it as an expense, then it's the wrong way to do it. Now, I'm not saying that you should go then and rush out and buy every single thing that's out there. That's not it. Yeah. But don't look at the cash. Look at the value. Look at the time saved. And then it's a whole bigger picture. There was a piece of software that I was looking at recently, and um, it did loads and loads of fancy stuff that I didn't need. There was one thing that I needed it for out of the 99 things that, that it did. And that was to get my invoices into zero that saved me and my bookkeeper loads of time. So that was like 20 quid a month. And I was like, oh, I'm not spending 20 quid. I don't need all that. I only need that tiny thing. But actually, it was the right decision because that 20 quid a month has saved hours of work for me and somebody else. Yeah. And sometimes you just 
you just need to reframe the way that you think about it. So working with a coach, for example, is expensive. But if they can help you increase your revenue month on month consistently, then that pays for it back infinitely. And it's the same with a lot of business tools, design tools. I pay now for a lot of video editing tools, things that save me so much time yeah. that they're just they're just worth it. So yeah, I spend a few hundred pounds a month on software. It's that's that's just how it is. But all of that time back I can be spending on client, I can make that back in one client. And that's that's the big difference. So things that you're spending on your business are not necessarily expense. A lot of them will be an investment and you need to draw the difference between the two. Yes, I was literally going to say that. It's about expenses versus investments, isn't it? Because things mm. are expenses that you need, like pens and paper, and then there's other things that will be an investment, and that will save you time or save yep. you money. One of those things, because if you're working with somebody like us, it will save you time because you don't have to learn loads of stuff because somebody's just going to say, this is how you do it. Plus, it will catapult your business. And if you're using uh, products like your video editing stuff, that's going to save you time, which then you can recoup elsewhere. And it's like, where's your time best spent? Yeah. And how can you how can you use your time? So I think it's yeah, it's that investment versus expenses thing. And you do need to invest in your business at the beginning. I've spent lots of money and all sorts of things that have saved me so much time and given me new perspectives on things and new skills. And it's been so it's been so worth it. It's been fantastic. Um, yeah. So, yes, don't be frightened to spend it as well as earning it. Yeah, that, that's right. And we were just talking before, you know, about the whole computer thing, Mac versus Windows and all that stuff. <laughs> I mean, but, you know, and it's we won't get into that debate on here. But, you know, I've seen like founders using computers that were like 10 years old and struggling with stuff and just taking it for granted. And it's like, mate, buy a new computer. It's like, yeah. there's nothing wrong with this. I know there's nothing wrong with it. It's slow. You're, yeah, it's taking, <laughs> you're taking two hours to do something that should take half an hour. Your yeah. time is extremely valuable. So, you know, you might you, you might just need to look through, um, see what you're spending money on, how you're doing things. There'll be some stuff that you probably haven't invested into your business that will save you so much time. And that's, uh, you know, that's all part of managing finances. So it's, it's switching the mindset. Is it a cost or is it an investment? Because generally, before you start a business, everything was a cost. Everything was in cost. And just before we end, I want to add in something else as well. Start yeah. saving for a pension. Like okay. most of us are freelancers, entrepreneurs, solo entrepreneurs, whatever. If we were in paid employment, our employer is now legally obliged to put money aside for our pension. We are not legally obliged to do that. But Jesus Christ, do not rely on the UK government to look after you in your dotage at 67 plus. Be yeah. putting a little bit of money aside for the pension. So even if that means instead of putting 20% aside of your earnings each month for your tax, put 30% aside each month. Because at the end of the year, you'll have a bulk of money that you can then put into a pension or something. Like, be be safeguarding yourself for the future as well. Like, I love living in the moment, but especially for women, we know that there's a gender pay gap, but there's also a savings gap. Like there's a massive savings gap. Men tend to save money and invest and do stocks and shares a lot more than women. And so if you are earning money, you're going to have to be putting some money aside. So think about your future as well. Like nobody wants to work 40 hours a week till they're 67 or whatever. That sounds awful. Um, so yeah, that's just a big call out there. Like think about pensions as well like if you were employed yeah. somebody would be putting money into that you're now in control you're you're the controller so so be a good boss to yourself and invest in your future as well 
Yeah. Yeah, so so many things with that. And it's yeah, you've got so pensions as well. And just when we're talking about saving, if you're like fat registered and things, making sure that you're, you know, if like again, it's one of those big the amount of people that I've got a VAT bill to pay, it's like but the money when that money comes in, it's not yours. So I yeah. never see the VAT as my money at all. Like yeah. it's just as soon as it comes in, I'll move. I don't even try and calculate the whatever it works at 18.2 percent my like i just move 20 percent into an account into it like, i use starling they have spaces 20 percent goes into a separate account and um i leave that then until my vat bill comes and i just pay that out and there's always a little bit of buffer in there that then yeah. i'll just either move back to the account or do whatever with so that's the way that i manage it but you can like if you are struggling you can get really clever with the way that the VAT works but you still have to save it but because you're paying like a month and ahead if you're having cash flow issues you can use that to some degree um you know as long as you're but you can only do these things when you're on top of your numbers yeah. and like I was saying before I used to be that on top of them I used to drive my bookkeeper mad that I, like when we were really struggling for cash I'm like okay how much is in the VAT account we don't need that until then we've got this money coming in here and it's like no but that fat's not ours it's like yeah but we've got this invoice it's, it's like and you can manage things correctly but only when you're on top of it. But yeah. if you don't, if you're not in that really tight situation, then yeah, just make, just move it out. Otherwise you, you're going to be in um, a problem and tax. We can't avoid tax, right? Like it's not, we've got to pay it. So move some money into your tax account, money into a VAT account. And then at the end, you'll have a nice little Brucey bonus that you can go and spend on whatever you want. Yay. Or put into your pension. Or put into your pension. <laughs> So, so don't on, hide it. money doesn't have to be boring it can be it can be it can be fun and if you're on top of it then you will really build a great successful business and we believe in you don't we do that come yes. on um right fabulous that's that then we'll see you next week we will see you next week thank you very much all right bye bye thanks for listening to the business fun size live podcast join us every friday morning at 10 a.m on my linkedin and over on my Facebook page. If you've enjoyed this podcast, it would be amazing if you could leave us a review. And we'd love for you to come and say hi to us on social media. See you next week. Bye.